yeah. <laughs> instead, instead of charge, it's charge it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. they're leaving. <laughs> charge it. <laughs> did Fred just call Barney a waterhead? And he did in an episode. <laughs> he calls him a waterhead. Hiya, Fred. Let's Great. get some uh, picnic baskets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rick Moranis out of nowhere. There's yeah. got to be something about the colors and the violence. You think you've got a crap job. Yeah, but that would fucking do. You right. know what I mean? Right. Comics, cartoons, and craft beers. Hey, what's up? Uh, we're on video and audio. Hey and there. we're at a Shared Universe podcast studio. Doing another episode. I'm John B. Croft. I'm Joe Weber. Today's guest spot, talking about the Flintstones. We got Joe Conti. Howdy, howdy. Oh, man, it's going to be a good show. I love Joe Conti. He's been working with me at Uncle Vinny's in Point. Uh, it's been a lot of fun getting to know you guys. Uh, but he is our uh, guest spot today because uh, he has his own podcast about the Honeymooners, nice. which the Flintstones took a lot of. I don't know if you want to say took. It was, yeah. It was, was it a deal with No, them? no, it wasn't. It wasn't it was. a deal. No, actually, Jackie Gleason was going to sue Hanna-Barbera. Yeah. But then his manager was like, do you want to be the guy that was known as killing Fred Flintstone? And, <laughs> and Gleason was like, yeah, forget it. You know? Good call. But yeah, yeah, it was definitely uh, something that was, I mean, there are so many similarities. Yeah, you know, sure. from the you know From Wilma and Alice both having red hair and mm-hmm. Barney being the, you know, the sidekick. And, it's kind know, of there's... dumb and silly and last funny. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly, yeah. Even, uh, wasn't there like uh, Fred is part of the water... The water buffalo. It's like the oh, uh, yep, the water buffalo, like the VFW yeah. guy, but yeah. you know, which is like the, the yeah the raccoons, club. yeah the raccoons, yeah. and then they have the water buffaloes. Yeah, yeah. same thing. You know, yep. their little uh, place where the guys can go and hang out and be men. You know, mm-hmm. in the '60s when men were men and they were never <laughs> around in the delivery room. You know. <laughs> I, I love that in the 60s, they felt like they needed a place to get away. Yeah. <laughs> they went yeah. to their house, all of it was theirs. And it's like, oh, I'm sick of this. You're making me food. I'm going out with the boys. I'm, yeah, tired. Yeah. I'm tired of watching my wife do the work. I'm just going to bail and do less work somewhere else. Yeah, their whole house was the man cave. But, yeah. you know, that wasn't enough, you know? <laughs> oh, i got to get away from this one. <laughs> yes. The oh, 60s, man. though, yeah. I mean... Um, it, it kicked he, off in six. It, well, technically fifty nine, yeah, but like wow. the really hit, the pilot was aired sixty. Yeah, yeah. yep. Mm-hmm. And then it went to sixty six, like the first. I think that's the first and only run that was in the sixties. And then they kept doing like spinoffs and things like that. Yeah, yeah. like Flintstone Kids and stuff like that. Yeah, but, which I, pretty much the first three seasons for me. Yeah, uh, is pretty much the only. Yeah. you know, it's funny because I watched the Flintstones as a kid. Mm-hmm. And then when I got in my twenties, me and my friend Bill, who we've been we've been friends since we were like twenty, we started getting into the Flintstones as adults nice. because we realized uh, we could curse on here, right? Yeah, and yeah, you're we're good. Like, yeah. We were like, we were like, holy shit, this is hilarious mm-hmm. because it was a cartoon, but it was as realistic as a cartoon is going to be. Right. You know, because yeah. cartoons, you know, like Family Guy and American Dad, you know, they all have that Zaniness. vehicle where yeah. they can do anything. Over the they top. Can, yeah. yeah. Not yeah, even just so they can it. get away with it, but just because it's it's a cartoon. You right. can do anything. But it was really almost based on reality, just like The Honeymooners was as real for, for that. Family. Yeah, for yeah, working yeah. class family it, marriages that were like, you know, yelling and screaming exactly. at each other. Yeah. To the moon, I was, yeah. Something yeah. relatable. Yeah. Yeah. They would have like familial problems. It's like, oh, yeah. my uncle is coming over. And, and Fred's like, oh, I hate that guy. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think that was because was they mo- were the, the f- mother in law, I think. Oh, yes, it was yeah. the mother in law. No, Wilma's yeah. mother in law was just mm-hmm. a torturous That's, bitch. To yes, Fred. Yes. And just like on The Honeymooners, only, she was only on two episodes, or maybe it was three. Her, his mother in law uh, and. Alice's mother, she stole the show every time she was on the, out of the 39. <laughs> awesome. She was killer. I mean, he walks in with a suitcase on the second episode called Funny Money because he found a bag of a, a giant suitcase of money. Yes. He I didn't know it was at the time, but he walks in because he still had to open it up and she just looks at him and she goes, what's that, your lunchbox? And that was her uh, inauguration to the show. You know what I mean? He's holding a giant suitcase and she's like, what's that, your lunchbox? And <laughs> she joke. kills it. Yeah. And she was so abrasive and so funny. I, I wish she was on more. Ethel Owens was her name. And nice. She lived to be 103 years old, by Jesus. the way. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. She outlived Gleason and she was like, you know, 30 years older than him, whatever it was at the wow. time, 20 years older than huh. him. So, Yeah. 
So I, it's frightening how much I know about the honeymooners. It's really scary. That, that's not frightening. I, I love that. I, I, I love nerding out. I love nerds. I, I love people that know a lot about a certain strange yeah, thing. You know, throw, like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is like, like nostal- a contagious niche, nostalgia. Niche. Like we'll talk yeah. about the Flintstones, and you'll just remember everything that you ever forgot <laughs> about the show in one sitting. And right. like I remembered, I was I was so curious. I had to double check it, but uh, Wilma's uh, maiden name is Slag Hoople. Right, slag. and it's also yeah. Wilma Pebbles. It, they do it. It's two different things, just like in, oh yeah, yeah. So it's like slag hoople and pebbles, depending on you know the the and episode just, of the season. Right. right, and then they just threw it on the kid, and they just made pebbles the kid's name now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was kind of yeah. Just like all right, we got we got a name that we kind of forgot of. We're just gonna <laughs> pretend it's only this part. Redcon. Yeah. So it it was just because when we started getting into the show, me and my friend Bill, at one point. It was like the early 90s. We were down the shore with some girls that we were friends with, and I won at some game, and I hit like a huge thing, and I won a four-and-a-half-foot Fred Flintstone. Nice. And it was in my bedroom for like three years because unless I had to give it to a prostitute because those are the only girls I was dating back then. Um, so it just kind of hung in my in my room, but I had it for years, and it disappeared. I just don't know. I would have never what? thrown it away, but oh, I, I was in my 20s, and I started moving. I was had roommates here, and it just might have got lost in the yeah. shuffle. But Someone yeah. stole that Fred Flintstone. Probably, yeah. Or that, it that's ended too up great back black a prize. Yeah, <laughs> some creep has a hole in the back somewhere. He's <laughs> just having his way with poor old Freddy, you know? <laughs> Wilma! Stop yeah. this crazy Oh, my God. I thought that uh, was going to go in a completely different direction, that you won this game and just screamed out, Yabba Dabba Doo! And just got that excited about it. Everybody looked at you like, you're right, man? Like, <laughs> yeah. That would have been perfect. But that's why we got into we got we started watching the Flintstones like mm-hmm. when we were hanging out, you know, because we just because you we, had this giant thing about it. Well, well, because we all of a sudden we're like we remember watching as a kid, you know. And mm-hmm. when you're a kid and you're watching the Flintstones, what do you remember? You remember Yabba Dabba Doo, <laughs> and you remember all of the animals playing that. But in reality, it's you're not. not the, to the words. The, but now as an adult, I'm watching it. I'm like. This is hilarious, especially the first season, like the first four episodes. I had the VHS and we just watch it over and over again. And they were just and obviously because they were a lot like the Honeymooners, which Mm -hmm. I watched as a kid. But I didn't get into the Honeymooners until even later. Mm -hmm. But we're just watching it and we're like, did Fred just call Barney a waterhead? And he did in an episode. (laughs) He calls him a waterhead. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and of course, we're in our 20s and we're like, oh, this is a cartoon and they're being filthy. You know, not filthy, but you know what I mean? Like Censored raw. Filthy. Like yeah, raw yeah, yeah. for something Call, that was supposed to be for kids. Water Mother head. trucker. Water like head yeah. in the 60s. Yeah, a waterhead. Yeah, yeah, like it must have just meant like stupid. Yeah, it had exactly. to meant, you know, what, what we think, right? I think that they're you're mentally worse tr- than stupid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Like, like instead like, of a brain, your head is filled, filled with, water. with water. Right. You can't say filled with rocks like nowadays because everything in their world was rocks. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It would, it would just yeah. been hacked. Rock, Rockhead was someone's last name in that show. Of course, yeah, it was. that was Fred's boss, Mr. Rockhead. Yeah. <laughs> and, and no, Mr. Mr. Slate. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. And his friend Close was enough. Joe Rockhead. Yeah, yeah, Joe, Joe Rockhead. Rockhead. It was Joe Rockhead. It was Joe I Rockhead. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always a Joe <laughs> in everything. There yeah. was there was a Rockhead. Vindicated. All right. <laughs> the, oh my God. The, the Great Gazoo was them jumping the shark. Oh yeah, that was only like the last few months of it. No, to me, the jumping of the shark were the kids. Oh, it was Pebbles Pebbles and Bam Bam. Bam. Because now all of a sudden, Fred wasn't this loudmouth. Uh, you know, he was nicer, oh, right? yeah. Yeah. because he's a dad. It's what happens yeah. when you like, become a father. Everybody just you know becomes softer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's natural. Yeah. And it just became all. It became about the kids, and then now the kids are singing, and yeah. the, the other kid, it, you know, he's like the the strongest, strongest human being in the world. And I'm like, but I got it, I understand. Yeah. But for a guy who was in his twenties, now that we're watching it, I'm going, this sucks. Yeah, it's like ah, oh, they we used to call them waterheads, and they took <laughs> yeah. all the punch out of it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It reminds they, me a lot of Bob's Burgers because they start out Bob's Burgers and they're making jokes like ah, oh, you can't even count the worst kind of autistic. Like they had jokes like that. Yeah. And jokes about cannibal meat, and then they immediately <laughs> cut to like it's weird more about the kids because their pilot yeah was like. When you when we, it was really fun. I it, was it was great. Yeah. yeah, and we liked, we just yeah. got into me and my wife. We got into Bob's Burgers like four years ago. Mm-hmm. We started watching it, and because I remember seeing it, it would be on, and you know it's like when you don't know about a show and you watch it for five yeah. minutes, you're like that looks pretty good, and you just click and you go to something else. 
But we were like, let's just start watching it. And that first episode, it was like, yeah, the cannibalism and all. And it softened up, but to me, Bob's Burgers was all about the characters. Like, they don't do anything stereotypical. Mm -hmm. They don't do anything really social. Nope. Like social issues, it's nope. all about the people and their interactions, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's why I think you know people love the show because I think to be able to do that, like Family Guy gets to do every type of stereotype of, because of they destroy everybody, right? But they don't, cut away they don't and, destroy yeah. anybody, nothing. Yeah, they you know they they destroy Bob. Always lose. They destroy Bob, yeah. and yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It may, maybe sometimes Tina. But she usually gets a redemption. They yeah. They turn on Bob and he goes like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is my life. Uh. And then uh, to me, cause I, I'm noticing lately whenever I think of shows that I love and the, the, my favorite characters, mm-hmm. a lot of times it ends up being the mother, hmm. the wife. Okay. Yeah. yeah. From all in the family, Linda's you know, like, yeah. and, and Honeymooners, like Audrey Meadows was amazing. Yeah. She was Sharp killer. Yeah. She knew every single person's line in the episode. Like wow. she knew everybody's line because she was such a perfectionist. So a lot of times they said she would kind of guide them if they were like somebody was you know forgetting a line she would she would guide them live when they were on stage awesome but wilma was good too but you know it wasn't that was one of those it wasn't about her it was about fred and barney you know and their interactions and all that stuff and wilma was was Good. Well, it was like there to remind Fred that he had responsibilities to his wife. Like he would show right. up, and it's just like, "Hey, Fred, you say you want to do this, do that." He's like, "Oh yeah, right." Uh, yeah. yeah, and she would, you know, and she had some good lines, but she wasn't this memorable character, you know, as yeah. much as Fred and Barney. A couple quotes, were. like charge it, like that's a couple yes. things that you yeah, get yeah. back. Oh and forth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yep. But, charge it, and mm-hmm. you know that kind of stuff. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Wait, the, wait, wait, there's an episode where she gets a credit card? Oh, her, that's their, <laughs> like, whenever her and Betty go, like, on a deep shopping spree and they're about to go, they just charge it, and they giggle, and that's the whole, yeah. <laughs> instead instead of charge, it's charge it, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. they're leaving. <laughs> right. uh, uh, charge it. <laughs> like, that's the whole yep. thing. I didn't do that on Mike. That's embarrassing. <laughs> but you know um, what? Listen, as uh, Hanna-Barbera, to come up with the Great Kazoo, mm. which, yeah. is, which was a weird little thing, but it was Harvey fucking Corman. Oh, I know. Like, that's the best part of it, to sit there and hear Harvey Corman just do his thing and, hello, dum-dums. It was just great. But I understand by that time, you know, the show started to, you know, it's a cartoon. You know, to me, I always say the magic number is five when it comes to sitcoms. Like, to me, it's five years. Mm-hmm. Besides, like, car- like, like Family Guy, Simpsons, and all that, they can go you on. You find a magic, and they, they're they infinite. But yeah. but in sitcoms, it's, like, five years it's is quickly. that number. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, like, after that, it's all of a sudden... Because I think you can only write so many stories for a certain characters. Right. That's why these writers, it's not like they just, you know, a writer will just work for one, you know, sitcom for five years and he can't think of anything else. And No, he goes to another place and he writes for other characters. Yeah. And that and the funny thing you say that because the first writers they had on the first season of the Flintstones were guys that were accomplished writers for the honeymooners. For the honeymooners, and they just kind of really kept that on the down low yeah. when they entered the job, and then they showed them a bunch of scripts. And Hannah, uh, Hannah and uh, Joe Barbera are like, "These are terrible. Yeah, we can't. They're just talking like that's. We can't animate. They're saying too much words, and their mouths won't fucking keep up. Right. So they scrapped them, and it got to a more visual and world building thing, and it was awesome." Like, they left the house. Yeah. What a mind-blowing concept yeah, for yeah, these com- writers. Yeah, because com- they were used <laughs> to... set up the camera, you know, that's where they... Yeah, yeah that's, that's it. Where they're shooting. Like... Right, because they were used to writing for basically a play, mm-hmm. you know? The Honeymooners was a play. One mm-hmm. state, one, yeah. You yeah, know, was... and they filmed, like... I, I don't want to dwell on the Honeymooners because I know we're talking no, about it. No, it, it all connects. So. But a lot of people, they even people who are fans of the Honeymooners, seem to think that it was filmed... Not filmed, but it was broadcast live. It was not. No. It was filmed live in front of an audience, and they filmed twice. Mm -hmm. That's why you will see some edits that come through. Like this one scene in in, in A Dog's Life where he's talking with with, uh, Ed, and they're eating the dog food food on the cracker, and they don't know it. And he's like looking at him, and then all of a sudden, you see him again, and his jacket goes from closed to open. You know, uh, for, for people that don't yeah, know, yeah. but this is my thing because we our podcast we dwell on the honeymooners so much because right? it's about it and we know every line. Uh-huh. My dream would to be I would love to see 
the ones that they filmed that they didn't use. The bloopers. They I was just the, thinking. Not it. the bloopers, oh, but they filmed once. They would have two showings. So it would uh-huh. be like they filmed it once, then filmed it twice. And then if they had to edit just to get the best, but there, that's why there are bloopers. We do a, a bit called Flub of the Week. There are so many flubs mm. in, the, in the shows, but they can't just edit out every right. flub because it's not like, you know... Um, the Big Bang Theory, where yeah. it's it's filmed and then they get it exactly perfect. Right, they're, they're just running it, running it, running it, and then, running it, running it. And yeah. then two shots, like, two shots of, yeah. run, of of doing a play. Yep. Yeah. And so now obviously cartoons don't have that mm-hmm. because you know you're you're it's a line maybe you know yeah. Oh yeah, there, there's an episode of the Honeymooners where it is a glaring gap in the scene. Whoop. It's when <laughs> uh, uh, Ed is telling Ralph that he doesn't think he's going to get this job uh, promotion. And Ralph tells him, you got to go in there and threaten to quit. So he goes, and he comes back the next day, and he tells Alice, hey, he goes, uh, you know, uh, I'm really, she's like, you up, you upset? He's like, eh. And he tells her he got fired, right? Mm-hmm. Because of what he did, but he never right. said anything. He just said, oh, they fired me. She's like, really? And he said, yeah. He leaves, and then she comes back in, and she saw Ralph. She goes, oh, Ralph, Ed was fired. And she goes, yeah, he went in there and he threatened to threaten his boss and all that. And you never heard him say that. Uh, you never hear him he never say it. And it I think yeah. it was because of the editing. They probably mm, edited something too much out. and they took a little too much out maybe for, for and continuity. And when you're watching it, I noticed it. We could, we could actually call the episode Pardon My Script because you're like, wait a minute. What is going on? Yeah. They, they have an episode called Pardon My Glove because we're clever over there in our podcast. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> we try. We, we try. <laughs> but it's uh, – but when it comes to cartoons, obviously, they can be perfect. All over the place. And, yeah. But they can be you can perfect. Record, and it was cool because they could record from anywhere, and they kind of had to take advantage of that because uh, we talked about it on the Bugs Bunny episode, but at one point in the early 60s, Mel Blanc, who plays uh, Barney Rubble, gets in a car accident, and he's in a coma for a while. Nine months. Yeah. yeah. And the funniest thing about that is the way they got him out of the coma is they started playing Bugs Bunny cartoons in the background just to try to activate his brain a little bit and then one day the doctor was like you know I'm going to try this he walks over and he goes hey Bugs you in there and I swear to God Mel Blanc wakes out of a coma and says what's up doc dead to his doctor that is the best story of anything it's I've like ever you heard. couldn't write it's that. the second time Joe's told it on the uh, it's my favorite cartoon <laughs> fact yeah. ever are you kidding me? He woke up just to say <laughs> his most up? iconic line? Right, That's right. That's magical. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, then they Adam had Mel coma. Blank in a full body cast. They hooked him up yep. with sound recording equipment to keep recording? Yeah, in and, his whole, uh, in Gene his Vanderpil, and Gene Vanderpil and uh, B, uh, What's your, B, um, um, Wilma and Betty's voice right. actors. B. Benedurette. Yeah, that's the one. Um, they both go to his hospital room and eventually to his house to record with him while he's combing out. They yeah. only had, like, a different Barney voice actor for, like, a couple was, of episodes, um, It was Daw- uh, Dawes. Uh, what's his name? Uh, if you, if you know, he's he's a... He did that. I think he did Yogi Bear. Nice. And if you listen uh, to those oh, episodes yeah. when he's doing it, it's Dawes. I can't think of his last name, but he was a, a very well-known guy, and he I think he did Yogi Bear. Mm-hmm. And when you listen to those episodes where it's not Mel Blanc... He's like, hiya, Fred, and he sounds like Yogi. Uh, and it's awesome. because it, it was uh, Dawes Butler, I think his name is. Hiya, Fred, That's let's great. get some uh, picnic baskets. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. But, yeah, so that was <laughs> while um, Mel Blanc was uh, in a coma. Coming out, yeah. yeah. And that recovery took him a while, too, because he, he, he was separate from all the other recordings for a while unless they went to him. He took him it took him years to be able to walk again. They were talking about it. It was yeah. wild. But that story is just like my favorite. Fucking it is story. a gr- it is it a is great story. Like, it honestly, really is. It's a level of voice acting I wish I could ever get into. Because <laughs> yeah. that you're a made man. The amount of cartoons that Mel Blanc did. You're, like you're I keep saying dedicated. his name two different ways. Like Blanc, Blanc. I don't fucking know. When it's that deep in your brain, like, I know you are the character now. You've been doing like, it for like twenty something years, thirty than something. Then being yeah. like, hey Mel. It's like, hey, bugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, they call him the man of a thousand voices, he and he was. It was. I mean, it doesn't. It's not even that much of an exaggeration. No, you know. I mean, you can recognize it, especially in all the Looney Tunes. Like, you can recognize Bugs is the same guy that's doing Foghorn Leghorn, uh, but, yeah. but with that Southern drawl and that uh, I say, I say, I say. So, <laughs> but it's just fantastic. He was yeah. to me, he was the best. He was. He, he was like. He was like a. Uh, what do you call it? Jim Carrey 
of early days yeah, for like absolutely just being wacky for voices, voices. Yeah, that's a I, that's great a, comparison. Yeah, that it took me a second though. I'm fried. I'm sorry, <laughs> no. and, and I will because say, Seth MacFarlane gives yeah. him such a great run for his money. Mm. Like he I didn't know that I never knew until like two years ago that Quagmire was Seth. Yep. I thought Quagmire was another character, mm-hmm. and I cu- I couldn't believe it. I was like, really? Yeah, he does that too? He's just does Stan. He does Roger. Um, Quagmire. Quagmire. Uh, Stewie. Peter. Obviously. Um, Brian is just him talking normal. He doesn't have to change a damn thing just right. to be the dog. I yep. love that when he's Brian. Brian is a liberal douche. Just a and, huge but douche. at the same <laughs> time, anytime they, I don't want to say humanize they canineize him when they just like do things and just, he just turns into a perfect dog when she takes him on a fucking trip in the car and he can't uh, oh my god hey hey Lois there's another dog hey hey other dog hey other dog uh, are fuck you, you. Yeah, yeah. Are you, is there a dog is he talking I'm gonna talk to him you know what I mean I, I love when they do that canine canine him whatever. whatever yeah Oh, I just made up that word. I, I want royalties from here on out. Use <laughs> yes. it just so we're clear. Um, but it's just a, the if you think about it, without the Flintstones, there is no Simpsons. There's no and without Simpsons, there's no South Park. Yep. There's and now look, obviously there would be something, but it's just to like saying extent. if there you know if the Beatles never existed, there'd be no Black Sabbath. Right. There like, wouldn't be, yeah. and there wouldn't be so many other bands. It would be but Black I, Sabbath in some form. In but some yeah, in some form know, yeah, probably it probably not. wouldn't even be Ozzy because Ozzy said once he saw that that's when he wanted to go. Mm-hmm. But so you can track it back to the Honeymooners, to the Simpsons, to. Uh, I mean, Honeymooners to the Flintstones to the mm-hmm. Simpsons to South Park to, um, you know. Uh, Which we have to give credit to the Honeymooners immediately before that, too. So they spawned so much of live action and cartoons. Like, the immediate trope of hot wife, fat husband goes on forever. Yeah. yeah forever. That, yeah. That, the dopey-looking husband and the good-looking wife. Well, you know, even even King of Queens. I mean, he... He obviously, Kevin James. I was thinking that Yeah, Kevin James, obviously. It's not even like he hides it. It's like it's totally taken from Mm -hmm. The Honeymooners. Yeah. And he actually, to me, does one of the best. They do a a throwback to A Honeymooners Mm -hmm. where he's Ralph. They recreate a skit. They recreate it. And they really did a really good job. It was really good. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. And what's his, uh, what's his, his friend's name, the tall black dude plays. Oh. Queens. But I can't remember what his name is. In. I see his face too. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of it. But yeah, he Go plays. You know, he actually did a really good Ed Norton. I was really nice. like, uh, you know, because anybody, you know, you just put the hat on and, and you you become Ed Norton. But he did a really good job. You know, and he, it was he, a good little sketch. Created his mannerisms well. Yeah, did it did it real well. Yeah. So uh, like what you were saying, how that's kind of spider webbed into creating the cartoons we have today. It's like that was the first cartoon Deacon. that showed Sorry. like a sitcom what was his name Correct. his name was Deacon Deacon that's right <laughs> I had so, to find it like they, they, they proved that this this concept about a, a cartoon about a family could have mm-hmm. legs and be marketable and, and they did it twice they did the Flintstones and then the Jetsons right away right the Jetsons were, yeah the Jetsons were pretty close up to it on the um, heels yeah uh, and uh, they, they didn't even get a crossover until like the 80s, which was wild. Yeah. Um, it, it was a so science a project of Elroy's to create a time machine, crossover. and it, ruined the, it created <laughs> some hijinks. Extreme far past, the extreme far future. Let's have them mm-hmm. mash right, together, yes. and somehow they both got trapped in each other's worlds without ever <laughs> interacting much. And did it, was that in the 80s? They did I that. So. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was in the 80s. But um, I mean, I can't not think of the movie rendition of the Flintstones either every time I talk about this because I mean John Goodman. John Goodman was great. I <laughs> yes. thought Rick I, Moranis out of nowhere. Yeah. Had no right being that good after all his like nerd guy as, roles as and blah, Barney blah, blah, blah. Rubble. Barney Rubble. Right. <laughs> Perfect. Rosie O'Donnell she got the giggle down. She, she pulled it she pulled it off. Yeah, you know yeah. and, you know because of you know who she was yep. and all that. But Look, when when I heard that they were making a Flintstone movie, me, me and Bill were like, this is going to be phenomenal. We thought it was going to be great. Yeah. And it was fine. You know what I mean? Like, what, do you, what did you... It's hard to do live action and recreate a cartoon. Yeah. It's yeah, a just A cartoon hard. that you have such fond memories of. Yeah. And it's like, it was based in a different time period. So they're like making jokes like billboards and stuff. I don't know. There's no CGI throughout the whole thing. They really built all those like giant stone things. I give them credit for that a lot because that could have been weird. I mean, they're also slight credit for giving Halle Berry her breakout role. 
I'm okay with Slight, that. Yeah, that I, didn't, I, didn't real, yeah, yeah. I just realized that. Yeah, yep. She didn't really do much before mm-hmm. that, right? Nope. She was just a hot secretary, and, and then she was in a shitty Catwoman cat movie. Woman. And has an Oscar. Not really that great in the same Catwoman year. movie. <laughs> <laughs> pan Catwoman movie. Nope. But no, uh, Flintstones, like, yeah, no, the the hot wife trope, even, it, like you said, uh, went to all the sitcoms, but it also went into cartoons forever. It went into Family Guy. It went That's into uh, Bob's well, Burgers, I mean, kind of, Linda, Marge, whatever. Marge, yeah, you uh, can Marge look at it. Like, they made Marge yeah. ho- goofy-looking, but... Homer is huge and also yeah. lazy. Like, yeah, and an alcoholic. Yeah. He uh, fell backwards into Speaking the good job that he has. Like, yeah, I don't know, yeah. Let's yeah. The Simpsons. The Simpsons is still going on. And you're talking about there's only so many stories you can write for a sitcom. Simpsons, They've done the same thing over in like four episodes. Like Bart meets a bad girl. It's happened four times. Yeah. You know, like they they're running out of stuff to do because Fox won't let them go. They've got their hooks in them. Yeah. You know? That's so what they, I figured. I, yeah. I figured that the Simpsons. You know, they probably were like, look, we we made our run. Yeah. And I figured, and I'm thinking the same thing with Family Guy. I know. Yeah. I've heard them say, "We we want to end this," you know. And how many Fox times have the- they threatened that, like the voice actors for The Simpsons were just going to quit? And it was a huge deal. They were like, uh, uh, Dan Cast- Castellanello was just like, "Nope, I'm done. I can't do this anymore." And he's fucking Homer. Well, yeah, it, that's you, like Homer decides to quit. It's like, what do you do? But if you keep getting renewed, are you going to turn down money forever? That's kind of tough. Know. And think and about it—you've been, been doing this for thirty years. You've been doing this thirty years. It's like, hey, it's your job, right? Yeah. Keep doing it. Like, uh, Okay. You know, like voice acting is is a lot harder than what we all think. Yeah. You know, but when you've been doing it for thirty years, I mean, they probably could sleep sleepwalk right through it. Yeah. And it's like you're getting paid tons of money. It's hard to say no. Yeah. And you're not being greedy. They're just you're not of- you're not threatening. They're just going here. Here's a boatload of money. Keep yeah. talking. Well, you're like okay, I'll keep talking. No matter what I like, do, yeah. I yeah, well, you're gonna keep printing money for me. I'm just gonna go to the shitty end of my notebook, my joke book, and just like get the ones that I thought would never ever work and build a plot around it. And that's all mm-hmm. I have to do forever ad nauseum. And fine, okay. Just South Park had an entire hashtag cancel South Park, yeah. trying to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> they want to be done. And nope, keep getting renewed. It's now amazing. Just, it's it, it is amazing God. how, and then they're like the only ones. And actually, we were talking about this uh, uh, last week or two weeks ago. How uh, I've been on a a, a uh, binge with Cheers. I've been watching Cheers nice. on Hulu, right? Yeah. Just nice. just binging it, and so many shows you can go. There's like a dozen shows that we probably know that. After the first season, they were going to be canceled. Mm -hmm. They could have canceled them because the ratings weren't good. But back then, they didn't allow. They didn't just bow, you know, bow to stockbrokers, you know, the stockholders. Mm -hmm. They had guys who knew what was good, and they said, "No, no, no, we got to do something." And they move them and move them to a different thing. And then shows like Seinfeld would have never been around. Cheers would have never been around. The Odd Couple they wanted to cancel it every year. The first four, (laughs) first four seasons, they wanted to cancel it. And now with these cartoons, they're doing the opposite. Yeah, where they're like, "No, you Go cannot, you ever. cannot stop." Keep it's going. weird. It's yeah. so strange. But because stuff. they don't age, you know, there it's there's certain things right. that and make it prime easier. time cartoons, adult cartoons specifically, just can go forever because there's more content. They're not restricted so much. Exactly. And uh, we talk about this a lot too. A problem with kid cartoons is their cancellation has nothing to do with, oh, my God, this is so well-written. It's so well-drawn. It is such a good, like, uh, people are going to enjoy this. Oh, my God, keep doing it forever. It doesn't sell toys. Get it off my TV. And that's it. And it's so shitty. I mean, and it's why it it burst awful shows off of it because they're like, oh, my God, we can just print money making minions forever. Care care Bears. Oh, Care Bears. Gummy Bears. Gummy Bears. Like, anything that they can just print money off of that. I mean, it worked out sometimes where you got a good blend of toy sales and great show, G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe specifically kicked off an entire genre of toys forever. That was a toy first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They and made, then they, they just made a show printed about more yeah. It, because. Yeah, of, I got yeah. a GI Joe when I was, was like seven. <laughs> so this yeah. was like 1977. I got a GI Joe. So I don't even know if there was a show back then, but yeah, uh, I don't even know. But we, I know that I. Got we had uh, KP on for the the whole thing, and he knows the full history. There so are hundreds talk, of Joes. Just There's accidentally so bring up GI Joes with KP and no, watch him no. twitch out. <laughs> <laughs> if I could not say anything to KP, it would be a lot. It would be a lot better. 
<laughs> I, I don't need to say anything to KP. I'm just kidding. I hear KP. that, KP? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you know what, KP? Why don't you just walk around the corner and punch Joe in the face? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, we know you're here somewhere. They live you're around, the, around the corner. Oh, yeah. my God. Is your dad here, too? <laughs> Dope life. No, I'm not <laughs> fucking with LP. No, LP will put you in the ground. That's fucked up. <laughs> Dude was military and not just a Navy, KP. Um, double double, double <laughs> Dope life. Okay. Oh, man. So, like, the, my favorite thing about the Flintstones, though, was the animals that did mm. everything. Right. But I, I blew Chris's mind. Chris on the ones and twos here at a shared universe no, always. Of course. Chris Mad Jr. on uh, all the Instagrammies. Um, but uh, we were talking about it. He didn't know that there was a different intro that wasn't Meet the Flintstones for season one. Right. Completely different. It sounded very Bugs Bunny and everything like that. So, But that like shows you more of the animals that do things because the fire truck was a giant stegosaur that they had hooks on the side for the ladder or it was just like his fins or whatever. And it was adorable. But at the end of it, he zips up this bird. And I am still trying to figure, figure out, out what, what the that fuck is. that thing did. It's just a <laughs> is it an alarm clock? Yeah. That's right. I yeah, I remember know. that. I don't know. Probably, yeah, an yeah. alarm clock. Uh, but wait, so how would it work as an alarm clock if he zips it up? It just like night? wakes up in the morning and just like does a big stretch, undoes the zipper, and just like squawks <laughs> like an asshole. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I wondered about that. Yeah. That's that one when all of a sudden they show far away and then he's knocking on the door yep. and all the lights, the lights are opening on, on of all the, yeah the original how are they turning on lights but what was illuminating uh like giant fireflies sometimes i would assume like, would they have fireflies in a glass did they ever do probably that? uh illumination electric eels it could have been a million <laughs> things electric eels sounds yeah. more right to me yeah because it's more dangerous and crazy yep uh, they had like big saber-toothed crazy well robot know, chicken you ever watch robot chicken at adult swim yeah I've seen okay so they do a lot with this uh the flintstones your show i'm gonna burp in the mic um no <laughs> so they do all the awful jobs that these animals can get one of them was just like a pelican that was a toilet and barney's like come in front he jumps off he's I've like seen that. you think yeah, you've got that. a crap job yeah i've seen that dude i love what they do with the classic cartoons fucking seth green please come on our, our, our show god it's damn it very seth very green. funny you look a lot of like from, from Buffy the Vampire Slayer? yeah or yeah. from airborne 1993 he was, you know, he, was, was he was a guy from the italian job right <laughs> yeah he was <laughs> <laughs> Scott's evil. Scotty don't. Scotty don't. See, I think, and, and I think Scotty the difference don't. with watching the Flintstones as a kid and watching it as an adult as a kid, it's just like anything else. It's like listening to shock jock radio from the nineties. Right. What you what gets you to listen to them are the the crazy zany things that radio shock right. jocks used to do. You know, like Stern and them guys throwing baloney on a girl's ass, you know, like doing all this <laughs> yeah, wacky thing. But what keeps you there is great radio. Mm, and right. I think with the Flintstones, as a kid, what got you the attention was all the animals doing all the weird right. shit, you know, the bird doing the. But as you got older, you're like, yeah, that's adorable. And it's it's great. You need it. Yeah, like, but Mama's it was kind of a bitch. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but you, then then as an adult, I'm like, I can't believe Fred called Barney a waterhead. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. yep. those like, that's your best friend and neighbor. Like, that probably had too much to do with the primetime slot. Like, they knew they were doing it for kids, but they knew it's a primetime. Adults are going to be wanting something. to watch TV yeah. right now. Yeah. Make it something that they're going to laugh at, too. Yeah. So, I mean, that... Definitely has a lot to do with what I Simpsons mean, and everybody one else of the is first, doing too. Yeah, The Simpsons like they, uh, a they show, were the first prime time a show that works for adults and children. Yeah, so that know, everybody can watch it together, father and son, yeah. and daughters, a and everybody absolutely. can bond together. Mom will be pissed off. Oh my god, that's gross! I'm in the corner, a whatever. Bit, yeah, but she will yeah. laugh at a couple of them. You know, exactly. Well, yeah. even the old Looney Tunes, mm -hmm. they were they they made them for um, uh, what do you call it? Intermission during movies, mm -hmm. just to keep the kids' attention. While there was like an intermission during movies, because everybody went to the movies back then because there was no air conditioning, so it was the only thing to do in the summertime. Wow. And, yeah. But th again, it was 
realistically, I when I watch the Looney Tunes as an adult, it's ten times funnier so than it was when I was a kid. Imagine having the smarts we had when we were kids and just watching cartoons and be like, this is fucking amazing. Have Understanding ever, all of it and bringing it to school and ruining our lives. <laughs> yeah. It would have been amazing. Have you seen the video of that one dude watching Tom, like, as a cowboy? Like, he, like, oh my god, a cigarette. Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Yes. He <laughs> sees a hot girl, gets all cowboyed up, walks up, puts his knee up on the deck, breaks out a bag of tobacco, shoots it in the air, breaks out rolling papers, breaks out Jerry, punches his tongue out, licks the fucking rolling papers, <laughs> tobacco, tobacco lands on it, rolls, rolls it, it with up, one, one hand, hand, one, oh, throws the cigarette up in the air, shoots, shoots his gun it. off to light it, Sweet, yeah. <laughs> lit cigarette lands in his mouth, he one drags the entire cigarette, blows out, and it says, howdy, <laughs> to the hot girl. Now, I don't know why they couldn't do that in a live-action movie. I, you know, I don't understand they that. They could why? do it in 1940-what-the-fuck-ever <laughs> for a cat. <laughs> Give me yes. something like that. But now everybody's so good with Photoshop that howdy turns into any fucking words you can think that's of. That's pretty funny. And it is amazing. Like, you you know a kid got think that's very funny. little... They, they didn't understand <laughs> why it was funny. But Tom was macking hard. He was. And every adult the, in the theater was probably losing their mind. The like, one, the, 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 the one Photoshop that I love to see. He throws it up, shoots it, blows it out. Says, "Send nudes." Yeah. <laughs> Holy <laughs> cow! Oh, that's great. That is so funny. Perfect. Because I don't. What is it about cartoons that gets the attention of kids? I don't know. I don't know what yeah, it is. You nailed it though. Right. Zaniness, colorful, yeah, and like. It, they get it. They they yeah. pick up on it. They can carry. The, they can understand a plot to an extent. Like, oh my God, this tiny little yellow duck has to be protected by Jerry because cats eat ducks and mice. So now they're best buds. And then the, the duck mom comes and beats the shit out of Jerry. Like yeah. Tom, you can make like, it as simple just a as slow, you like. Whatever, there's something you about can get that at five. There's, there's yeah. got to be something about the colors and mm-hmm. the violence. And yes. and I don't I don't I'm not saying violence like it's. A bad thing. I'm talking about just that the the aggression right. and everything moving so quickly and yeah. and things poofing and falling and then you you know falling off a cliff and poof like right. all of those things. Yeah. There's something that draws kids to that. Right. And it's not so. It's not such an extensive street sharks. Real, like oh Teenage God. Ninja Turtles talk about action. Yeah. Or like they, they get swords that they can never use. It's just like yeah. But like in those ones, there's it's such a dramatic thing that we're like we could never actually do that. Who has ever seen an anvil? I'm yeah. five. <laughs> this is a new, where. Right. How can you paint a picture of a tunnel and then get hit by a car? Yeah, I think the coming violence, out of that tunnel. It was okay because it was so ridiculous. Right. It, it, you know you can't drop a piano on someone. Right. It's and too that's much where work. if we cir- circling back to Flintstones, that's where the realism of that comes in. Because when a, fo- a bowling ball lands on your foot, you're gonna be fucking aware of it. Because then that can yeah, really happen. Yes. So now bowling balls go on the bottom shelf in the closets <laughs> yes. and nowhere else. Because <laughs> yes. my foot will be flat. Except, you know, with broken bones and several other problems. So, By yeah. By the way, that's... how did they stop their, their cars in the Flintstones without just destroying Dig your heels, man. Just their feet. Absolutely. Every day is leg day. You get used to it after 30 years on a dro- dry, calluses, job. Your... Man. Yo, yeah. These feet are probably like like paddles. Like just they light crazy. matches, fires. Dude, mm. that's how they figured out fire, actually. Just <laughs> click, click. Yeah, that's, that's the original just hot foot. That's the original <laughs> hot foot right there. Yeah. In the in the live action, he's like, "Oh, sorry, I'm late for work, guys. I had a flat tire. Throws up one foot, and his foot has like a spike or like a flake sticking off of it. That is just a piece of the dirt road. It's just like, oh, <laughs> wow, oh, <laughs> I get it now. And and the thing is, what's I think what made the Flintstones the one with John Goodman, the action, you mm-hmm. know, the live action one, was that. We appreciated what they did. It's like what you said. You know, I didn't have to know that they didn't use any CGI. You just appreciated them doing all of that. As an adult, watching something, and you know it's not real, and you're just like, you know what? They put in the effort to make it fun. Yeah, Yeah. you you subconsciously are like... You knew the plot wasn't going to be driven or anything like that. You know it's a Flintstone. Yeah, subconsciously. It's like after a hooker services you, you really appreciate (laughs) it. And you subconsciously maybe appreciate it differently than just paying her the money. But you really just are like, thank you. That was Thank you for going out of your way to make an actual bird... Go down and play on a record. Exactly. <laughs> and, and that's really what I think What what was the allure for that. Yep. Did you guys ever watch um, 
uh, wait a minute, it's the Flintstones. Viva it's, Rock Vegas? No. Oh, no, we're going to ignore that one completely. Flintstone on the Rocks. Oh, no. no. You have not seen this? No. It is like if Seth MacFarlane's version of the Flintstones, what he, in other words, it is a, the Flintstones, they go to, uh, I think they went to Vegas or something, but it mm-hmm. wasn't that one. It was a different, uh, right. and the, the. It was live action or animated? No, no, it was amina- a- animated, and it was a different, uh, obviously different people drawing it, but Raw, Fred and Wilma hate each other. <laughs> you have to see it. It's what, at, What's it called? On the Rocks? It's called The Flintstones On the Rocks. Wait, and, do they end up in a casino and there's like that lounge singer? Or no? No. Different episode. Okay. Uh, no, this is where Fred gets tempted to uh, some other woman that wants to. Oh. And, someone wants but, to help him wow. get his rocks off? Yes. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Yes. And that's why he's on our show. <laughs> that's right. He She got him stoned first. <laughs> 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 but you have to watch it. It's dark as you could imagine. That's great. And when you watch it, you're like, did Seth MacFarlane and the writers of Family Guy do this? Mm. But it's not as clever. Like, they have her right. uh, waxing his back. Ooh. They have Wilma waxing his back. And it's so, dis- it's almost fucking disturbing. Mm. It's called Flintstones on the Rocks. Some Ren and Stimpy level. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it reminds me. Yes. I'm going to have to it, look this up because if they're involved at all, I couldn't think that. of it. And maybe I did know, but maybe not. But that's what it reminds me of. It reminds me of Ren and Stimpy. You know when Ren and Stimpy would, they, it would be like a, a face and then it'd be this exaggerated close up of something. Yeah. That's what they did. Ooh. They would have like a, his pimples. Oh, it wasn't yeah. even, it wasn't even a. Oh, uh, I thought it was a series you were talking about. No, it's no, actually no. It's a, a one, movie. It's a one shot. It, yeah. it's, it's like 30 minutes maybe. Or, you, it, it might not have been an hour, but it did not do like well. It was made by Gendy, dude. So <laughs> it was. What? Oh, my God. All right. So Gendy Tartakovsky no. is the episode one that we ever did on the show because he's done so many cartoons that we know and love. On the okay. I never knew that he did this property. He is the guy that did Samurai Jack. He did a bunch of other things. He's also responsible for Hotel Transylvania movies with Adam Sandler. Sandler, right. Uh, but for us, Samurai Jack is one of the – and Primal, his thing. Before that, he did Powerpuff Girls, Dexter's Laboratory. Mind-blowing shows, and he for him for you to bring this up, and for us to find this connection. But you see, you see how it look at look at look at the that uh, is so the animation style of this guy Gendy Tartakovsky is is that to a T. Oh my God, what a blend of everything we've ever known. So I can go now, right? Yeah, I did that. I did that. Right, I can go. We'll unchain your ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm gonna go visit that. that Walmart size Seven Eleven you got across the street. So I've never I seen like, a Seven Eleven that seven. big. It's, it's, I, it's I, I'm like, what? They must pay, pay like thirty grand a month. It's like you know what? Push the peanuts together, and you don't need that big of a fucking place. Listen, it's if the biggest Seven Eleven I've ever seen. If their chip selection is bigger than a regular one, fuck off. I want to know what flavors they got at Doritos <laughs> yes. for five dollars a bag. Uh, one thing, Chris, I need you to bring this up. Um, there was a show, Har- Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. Okay. I've seen a few episodes. I love this episode. They do the Dabadon. They, they do the Dabadon. And <laughs> the intro is the Sopranos intro with, with Fred. Fred driving just like, like it's... Really? Like through Bedrock. Yeah, yeah. Through Bedrock. Oh, that's it. The Look first at one, it right yeah, there. The, the Dabadon intro. Thank you, Chris. Put him on the spot. Oh, no. And for food. It's okay. Immediate. Let him roll. They can roll my nuts. as you want. Crank the volume. Yeah. This is amazing. Oh, sorry. Got you. All right. Restart that, boy, boy. You bet. Yeah, but Are we in there? No. Not yet. Where's the... Uh, yeah, but... You get the gist of it. Oh, this is... Do you see that, like, the way it's the shaky camera and everything? Wait till you hear the music line up perfectly. He's got the cigar. They they that made is, some animations. That cigar you just saw is from that. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, I got this. I'll play it right in there. There it is. Start the whole thing. Yeah. I, we gotta watch it from the beginning. How it just syncs up. It's so good. This is on Harvey Birdman. Yeah. 
it's just the intro to <laughs> the one things episode. that they whistle into it. Yeah, but yeah, but don't. <laughs> the, <laughs> it's so much Perfect. better with the music, yeah. Took the smile off the original thing. <laughs> I, I just love that. <laughs> the stoplight, yeah. But it's, it's great because it's like a, the song is a parody oh, of yeah. The Sopranos. It's oh, not yeah, the exact thing. Right. It's great. Yeah, they, they, they make a lot of... Clean <laughs> <laughs> stone. Got no fancy shoes. <laughs> And the Don is a bowling ball. A bowling ball. That bowling is ball fantastic. Rocks. It's so good. So, uh, you gonna take my case? That <laughs> is great. <laughs> you, got, you gotta watch. This is, this is great. Dude. Our, uh, you would love Harvey Birdman, honestly. I, I, it, I think I would. It Attorney is so many, <laughs> so many classic cartoons getting redubbed into this as some some sort of court case. And he is obviously mafioso and just like you're gonna take care of this. Who does he? Uh, doesn't he end up whacking the judge or something like that? Because he was like the the yeah, the he, Viking he, guy. He, and wha- he whacks the Viking guy, and they bring out men talk. The men genie the guy. Oh my Mendo. god! <laughs> it is a I wild ride. I took you it already. Love it. it sounds like I, I like uh, one of my favorite types of humor, along with a zillion others, is subtlety. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it's a very subtle show. Very. The humor is very subtle. Yeah, like, dude, if you're listening to the music, some of the lyrics. So fucking ridiculous. Yeah, and then also they have um, Stephen Colbert play. Oh yeah, the Robert boss Birdman's is boss. the guy. It was just some guy with an eye patch from some cartoon I've never seen. And he just like <laughs> yeah, dangly parts. Stephen Colbert, and he just like ha <laughs> dangly parts. One of my like, favorite it's jokes. Ridiculous. He has Harvey Birdman come in, and there's a chair, and he's like, "Sit down." Not there, there, and he's like pointing like at the open air away from the chair, and he's just like looking at it, he's like. Like sits like in the air and he's like ah good like he just <laughs> all over the place and he's like because he's got an eye patch he does no depth oh, perception yeah. I took me oh, so long. I don't know. <laughs> oh that man. is so great just- I I do like that uh, and they even have some of those little subtle. Like, even uh, once in a while, there'll be, like, a tiny little sexual thing that they throw in in the Flintstones, and uh, it's very subtle, Um, but mostly it's the the frustration, and I, I say hatred in a very loving way, that Fred has for Barney, you know what I mean? The same as... That uh, Ralph had for Ed, obviously, it's frustrated. But, and you know, th- uh, the first one of the first episodes, he, you know, he's like, you know, thirty, thirty, thirty-five hundred people in Bedrock, and I have to pick this pebble brain for a neighbor. I mean, that's <laughs> funny. I don't care if you're ten or fifty. That's funny coming from a cartoon yeah, exactly. that says yabba dabba fucking do. You right. know what I mean? Which was just rocks, and yeah. that. Alan Reed is fully at fault because it was supposed to be a different catchphrase, but uh, what, what, what we found out about I think this, it was supposed it was, to be yeah. Yahoo or yeah, yeah. I think it was supposed uh, to no, be Yahoo. It was a, right? it was a play. It was a play, yeah. It was supposed to be Yahoo, and then it was a playoff. Uh, a dabble do ya for some like sh- shampoo oh, or something like yeah. that. It was and an he just yabba dabba do and spin off until like Infinum. Have you ever watched Alan Reed in a movie? No. Like he's he's in Breakfast at Tiffany's. And it, oh God! And you have—it's really? yeah. the weirdest thing. Just go and just go on YouTube you and just put Alan Reed in a movie. He was in like the Beverly Hillbillies. He was like a nice. character actor, but he—it's impossible to think when you watch him to go, oh, but that's just him. No, no, no. It's Fred fucking Flintstone and nothing else. You, you it's can only so see him distinct. That. It's so distinct. Wow. He starts talking, just like, "Wow, it's Fred Flintstone." Like, yeah, yeah he was cool. playing like a. Uh, in, in a, I, I, it comes up on my feed, you know, and it was just a uh, uh, Alan Reed, you know, Fred Flintstone voice in the the uh, the Beverly Hillbillies, and he's playing like a boxing promoter, and he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna get this guy to do it." I'm like, "That's Fred Flintstone as a boxing him. boxing exactly. promoter." Only yeah. him. That's all. It's, it's the. Amazing! T- it's like typecast, you know, like the Carol O'Connor, Archie Bunker character being typecast. It was really hard to see him as anything else. <laughs> yeah. But this oh, guy, yeah. you didn't even see him. Just imagine your voice is so distinct. Yep. You can't picture him doing anything else as a person. Yeah. Seeing him, you know what I mean? But it's once like the you voice hear of SpongeBob voice. doing anything live action, right. you're only going to hear You're that. only going to hear SpongeBob. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> yeah, that's how he does it. He slaps the bottom of his chin to get that. Nah. Laugh. I can't even hear that. Is that how he does yeah, it? Yeah. He like uh, takes uh, his mouth. Uh, I can't even uh, fucking. Uh, the guy's a legend. He was ridiculous. In so much cartoons that we grew up with, too. It was like nuts. Um, yeah, and I mean, the spin offs that came off the Flintstones, too. 
They, I mean, the kid, the kids even got like teenage forms when they were trying to match up with Scooby Doo. Yeah, and shit. yeah, absolutely. The show lasted Scooby-Doo tried for tried to cross over quite a bit. It always they had the Globetrotters on Scooby. Of course they did. So, yeah. yeah, the Globetrotters were on Gilligan's Island, I think. Right? <laughs> I think they were on yeah in the seventies. Undefeated yeah. world champion. Yes, of course. Media. Yeah, yeah. You gotta be on TV shows. <laughs> I always rooted for the Washington yeah, yeah. Senators. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I wanted their them. marketing was top notch. Yeah. Yeah, same uh, marketing campaign as Mama Cass, so fucking (laughs) (laughs) stay away from the sandwiches. (laughs) Oh, fuck. You know, that's actually a... um, A myth? It's a myth. Yeah, Yeah. she she never... They say she never actually ate... She ordered a ham sandwich, (laughs) and it was on her dresser. And but she yeah she had never I- eaten it but she died yeah. so yeah. the you know the thing was Mama Cass ham sandwich I mean it's gotta suck gotta, if there's yeah. an afterlife she's like are you fucking people kidding me <laughs> like, like it's fifty such years a later good singer like, <laughs> yeah do you, all you remember all right all <laughs> yeah. right ham, ham sa- sandwich yeah. ham sandwich, sandwich. All right, Jesus what are you doing <laughs> people are still remembering me in 2021 fuck yeah. it ham sandwich yeah, yeah. <laughs> just take it you know Scooby Doo and a ham sandwich I'm good you totally suck. God damn it. <laughs> it totally sucks. <laughs> Music's still goddamn good. Yeah, um, absolutely. The the Flintstones, man. Ed, 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 dude. It, 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 the, the six years that they had them. It was awesome. The, the first three seasons, when they finally did the Meet the Flintstones, that's when you really heard Alan Reed do the iconic... Wilma, when he got locked out by the one that jumped back through the window, right, that right, back and forth, that he could have just climbed in himself, you know, exactly. <laughs> you saw the cat do it, dude. I know you're a fat guy, but work with me just the tiniest bit. And here's the thing: have water for brains. The cat, the saber tooth tiger, whatever you call it, never, in an never episode. in the show, yep. just in the just intro. In, there's a dino, and then there's a saber tooth cat, dino. Yeah, for no reason. Yeah. And and the the first episode that Dino is introduced. Is when they're on a camping trip, and he's he's a dinosaur, and they were gonna hunt him and kill him, and but the voice, he's this eloquent, almost like regal, almost Talk. yeah. The first episode when he is and he brought home, he's he speaks very regal, like almost like a like, almost like a, an English person, yeah. and he's like uh, and he's drawing stuff in the ground, and he he speaks like that. Oh, the ground, and <laughs> then. From that time on, he's just ah, bah, 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 bah. it's the yeah. weirdest thing. Well, in that in that season That's one intro, he's a... green. So they had what so many different ideas to, for what to do for a pet, and they were like, you know what, we're gonna dumb down the pet, nix the kids, and just let them run husband and wife for a well, while. Neighbors how, included, bosses, whatever. That is how you drive a little kid crazy. Though. Yeah, that is how you <laughs> make yeah. a little we kid. We notice everything at that age because yes. they, no, it was talking. It was the, he was yeah, talking. Okay. Yeah, temper yeah. tantrum because yeah. you changed my favorite character, <laughs> yeah. the dog. But they're all they're all pretty much one offs. Yeah, you know that's yeah. that's the thing. Right back to reset. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's no. You know. I mean, unless they have a continuation. You know, like a to be continued. Any cartoon, obviously. Right. But if not, right. it's a one off. Mm-hmm. You know, the way I always look at it, like when I'm watching Family Guy, I just go, every episode to me represents either a day or a week. Mm-hmm. That's in my mind for me. Its own universe. To go. All right. You know, it's two hundred and something. You know, uh, episodes or yeah. whatever. It's like, eh. It's two hundred something days, yeah, or two hundred something weeks. So it's how, only three years. How long was Bonnie pregnant? Yeah, yeah. Throughout that fucking series. But my, yeah, my exactly. one of my favorite things about Family Guy is when they break the fourth wall, and they and Peter calls her out on that. You've been yeah. pregnant for nine years. <laughs> yes, I love when they do that. <laughs> I always love when they do. Yeah, that. absolutely. And it doesn't matter who does it. Just a, that wink. I uh, as a, it's weird as a kid. See, I um I have two uh, skills. One is about the Honeymooners and Flintstones, but mm-hmm. two is I am... Well, actually, I have three then. Oh, I just realized I have three. <laughs> Another one is when I was a kid, when I would watch sitcoms, I didn't realize that they were repeats. Mm-hmm. I thought they were live-action plays. So when I would see a repeat, i go, all right, let me see if I can catch them doing something, something different, different than the first uh, one. <laughs> so that's how I've gotten so good at like noticing, noticing subtle differences. Th- right? But and then my other thing is uh, when I was a kid, I learned Roman numerals by myself because I needed to know when at the end of a movie or a show when they show the copyright, it would always be in Roman numerals. Mm. Well, I'm an idiot savant with dates. <laughs> if you ask me, like it, it 
it annoys my friends sometimes. Like me and Fernandez, we were always like me and a couple of my friends were hanging out one night, right? And all of a sudden, Fernandez goes, uh, hey, "It was right when YouTube started, in like 2003." And I go, "No, YouTube first started in 2005." And he goes, "No, no, no, it was 2003 or 2004." <laughs> and my friend James, who knows me real well yeah. and knows up a complete yeah. moron, yes. and I know this shit, James just went to Fernandez. He goes, "Don't don't, don't argue with him. Don't, yeah, don't argue with him." And Joe's like, "No." And he gets his phone out and he's googling and he goes. How the fuck did you know it was 2005? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I just know dates. So John side-eyed when you talked about that immediately because he looked at me and I was because my annoying superpower in the same like is I'll see the face or hear a voice and tell you like 14 dumb things that they've done throughout time. Even if it's just a fucking commercial that's just everything. catchy, you'd never know the actor's name in a million years, and neither do I. But I just bring it up. I'm like, this guy did this, 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 and this, and this, and this, and it's just like, <laughs> so, well, so I don't know his name, but he was this guy and this, and he was this guy and this, and he was this guy and this, and he was and this I mean, guy and this. And I mean, it's mind blowing stuff if, for me only. But everybody else is just like, shut the fuck up. Like, well, <laughs> oh my god, my roommate in quarantine when we were just like at home watching binge watching oh, the world, man. we watched uh, uh, Twin Peaks and. Oh my God! I know every celebrity in that and everything else they did. None of their names, <laughs> and he's just like he's like, Twin Peaks. Then you just go through all the things of what he's done. Yeah, he's like Twin Peaks is hard enough to follow as it is. Can you <laughs> fucking stop it, please? Oh my God! We love you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> that's my yeah, and, we love you, Joe too. And Joe that, that's that's where I I started by when I was a kid because I had to learn, you know, M C M L X X X is nineteen eighty. I needed to know that. I just needed to know yep. that. And to this day, I still... This, this niggling. Just I, like, neat, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I have this weird... It's like this line that goes in my head on the time, you know, yeah. where I see 30s and 40s, and then right around 69, when I'm born, the line moves. And then when it gets to 80, it moves to another direction. It's really weird. Like, right. if I drew it out, it's really strange, but... Almost like equating it to things that were going on in your life at the time. Yeah, like, but for, but what happens is now because whenever I see something, what do I need to know? I need to know when, when it came it out. So now because of that now, and then on on top of it that I need to know, I just seem to know most of it, and it's really yeah. even for me. I'm like you end up in I, like a wiki hole, like I, you just like yeah, dive deep and click links. I just tell, and I tell myself to shut up. I'm like, <laughs> who cares? I try to tell myself and that's who cares why when good we smoke came out? weed to <laughs> shut off our brains from ending our entire existence. Yeah. Wondering why is Joe Pesci in only one episode of SNL? Oh right, why he, he did beat that dinosaur shit. stop talking? Yeah, <laughs> yes. uh, what, uh, a little kid would be losing their freaking losing mind. their mind. But um, <laughs> it wasn't for kids. I feel like it was really meant for adults. It but it was, was. a fantastic, like it, uh, it a good was, bonding moment. It 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 was it was marketed at kids, but it was snuck in for adult. It was because it was yeah. the first real. You know, you can watch this with your kids, and you get jokes they don't. Type exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. You had all the. You had all the the animals doing their stuff for mm. the kids, and the adults were like, "That's so acute." Yeah. And then the adults, you have this situational comedy. Mm. Yeah, with the, the wife and husband, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. This was, a, this was a fucking blast. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. I'm and so glad. Joe, thank you for so much for coming on. Like, oh, it was awesome, man. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, doing this. Uh, what plugs you got? I do, uh, like I said, I do the Honeymooners podcast, mm -hmm. and um, we haven't done it since January because my partner has, uh, he, had, he had a bad back, he got surgery, but we should be doing uh, the Conti and Kenny show. Nice. Which I, I tout as, uh, it's the, we, we started doing this show before the term podcast was invented. That's oh. how long we've been doing this, and I think we have the world's record for doing a, a show uh, the longest without making any money. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're You hipster, yeah. you. I started you did it first we, before it was cool. Me and Kenny started this show in 2005. Joe Rogan, yeah. you owe royalties, bud. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I stole his idea. <laughs> it's, uh, but yeah, that Conti and Kenny show, which we should be starting back up. We haven't awesome. done a show since January. And then uh, the Honeymooners podcast with my pal Louis Fats. Sweet deal. Fantastic. Chris, what you got? Well, right now I got a shared universe podcast studio. You guys yeah. need a podcast. You need video. We've got it all. Yes. You can find that, a shared universe on Instagram. 
and it is our home for every episode. So if you like what you hear, if you like our sound quality, every length like that, our, the producers it's are great. An awesome studio. Yeah, and it yeah. is just so much fun to come There's here. So much so. shit on the wall. And it's dude. in New Jersey. It's local, so you don't have to go crazy trying to find a place. And yeah, it, it's amazing here. So. And it's got a giant Seven Eleven right next door. Yeah, massive warehouse of Seven Eleven. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's four chefs in there cooking omelets. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. It's not Seven Eleven. <laughs> it's seven to the eleventh power. <laughs> like they did yeah, There's a military omelet. base underneath. <laughs> And they're training for the next big procedure. Yeah, there's a uranium field behind it. I don't know if you know the missile silo on there. The copter pad for the Avengers to land on 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 the roof. Uh, This was was a great show, man. This has been Comics, Cartoons, and Craft Beer. I'm Joe Weber. I'm John B. Croft. Thank you guys so much for listening. Stay Stay tuned. tuned. Yeah.